0: Football fans, This is Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by a co-worker of mine, Logan Glasser. It's the first time Logan's been on the show, and we're going to talk about all the starts and sits for Week 5 of the fantasy season. Before I get to that interview with Logan, though, I did want to tell you that we are running our Super Shootout game again here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Sign up for it now it is ten dollars to get in it's a hundred percent payback so we pay back everything that we take from this contest so first place gets a thousand dollars and it's a limit to 500 teams for the contest it's very simple to play too we have three games for you to pick from and you can pick a lineup from any of those three games with any players you want and it's a ppr format again we pay back a hundred percent of what we take in it costs just ten dollars to get in and it will sell out. So sign up today. Go to rtsports.com, click on the football link at the top of the page, and then click on Money Leagues, and sign up for the Super Shootout. It's going to sell out. And now, here's my interview with Logan Glasser of Real-Time Fantasy Sports.
1: And I'm joined now by Logan Glasser of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. This is the first time Logan's been on the podcast with me. Logan, thanks so much for joining me this week. Really appreciate it.
2: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here, and let's give some information out to these users about who to start and sit for this week's matchup
1: yep like logan said we're going to do starts and sits for this week this is going to be our theme throughout the year uh most weeks when i do the podcast this is week five we're going to do starts and sits for all the games i'm going to give you starts logan's going to give you sits and here we go so first game thursday night los angeles rams three and one at seattle three and one as well looks like a great game on paper from a fantasy standpoint for me I'm loading up on players from both teams. I think it's a great matchup. Rams' defense was horrific last week. Couldn't stop Tampa Bay. Seattle's secondary hasn't been very good, so I think this is a good matchup for the Rams as well. And One guy I'm going to focus on is Jared Goff. Right now he's 12th overall in fantasy QB scoring, fifth overall's last three games. Rams can't run the ball at all right now, so Goff's airing it out often. If you can believe this, he threw the ball 68 times last week. That's crazy. So the Rams are going to air it out a lot going forward, I think, as well, because I just don't think that running game is going to get going. Seattle right now, 16th overall against the pass. So I think Goff's a great play in this one. Logan, how about a sit in this one?
2: Hey, Jeff. The sit I'm liking in this matchup is on the same team, and that's Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley only had five rushing carries last week, and he relies on his receptions as the Seahawks have the fourth best run defense, and they have only allowed 67 yards a game, like you said. The Seahawks have a bad secondary, so the Rams are going to try to take advantage through the air and then rely on the passing game and then let Gurley have his five, ten carries a game, and Goff will get most of the points this week for the Rams.
1: Yeah, Gurley's definitely been a disappointment start the year for all fantasy owners. Uh, next game on the slate, Arizona Cardinals 0-3-1, had that big time week one against Detroit against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were 0-4. So two winless teams in this one. Again, though, from a fantasy perspective, neither defense is very good at all. So I think this is a very intriguing matchup, uh, especially if you're going to play DFS this week. I think there's a lot of players on both sides of the ball that could be worth using, uh, including someone like Auden Tate from the Bengals, who gets a start this week because of the injury to John Ross. Uh, But someone I'm going to tell you about is David Johnson. I know that's not really going out on a limb, but I like him to have a big game overall. He hasn't done much on the ground this year, but his fantasy numbers are good because he just keeps catching the ball. Has at least six receptions, three or four games. He's eighth overall in fantasy running back scoring besides having very poor rushing numbers. So he's getting it done, and I think he can actually do it on the ground this week because Cincinnati was a mess last week. Couldn't stop James Conner. He hadn't been doing much all year, and he had a big game. They allow the most fantasy points to running backs this year, so I think David Johnson would be big in this one. Logan, anybody you're sitting in this matchup?
2: Yeah, in this matchup, I'm sitting Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert only has 11 receptions this year for 81 yards, and he has one touchdown on the year. Tyler Eifert is relying heavily on his touchdowns to provide value for users, but this year he only has one, so he's kind of struggling in that area. But like you said, the game has injuries on both sides of the ball. We got Christian Kirk out. And then John Ross out. So another player to have a big game this week is Larry Fitzgerald because Arizona's going to have more targets to go around. So I think Larry Fitzgerald can have a big game. But this game I'm sitting Tyler Eifer because there's better options as a tight end on the free agents than him.
1: All right, Buffalo Bills, 3-1. and Surprisingly, 3-1 and lost that game last week to New England but actually played pretty well in the game considering they got down early, shut that – offense down which is pretty impressive they travel to tennessee who's two and two uh again fantasy perspective here i'm not too thrilled with this one though a lot of guys i'm sitting not great matchups for either team one guy i am i am starting though is frank gore i know devin singletary could be back this week close to a return but i don't think that's going to mean gore's not going to have a role anymore he's just been too good right now he had a hundred yard game last week against new england he has 80 plus total yards three straight games Gore's two of three, so even if Singletary comes back, I think Gore's going to get a lot of work, and I like him maybe as a flex play this week against a middle-of-the-road Titans rush defense. So I, I'm looking at Gore as maybe a flex play, and that's someone I'm going to target in this game to use. How about uh, sit in this one, Logan? Who are you going to put on your bench?
2: Yeah, in this game I'm going to put on the bench is Josh Allen. The Titans rank fourth in past defense, and they have or Josh Allen already has eight turnovers this year. And this game has a total of a 38.5 scoring uh, Vegas total. So this is the lowest game on the board. So we aren't expecting many points. And as a QB, you want to have a team that's projected a high amount of points. And with Josh Allen relying heavily on touchdowns and running, it doesn't look like a good matchup for him this week.
1: Yeah, and you'll want to keep an eye on the injury reports for Josh Allen too. I'm not sure. Uh, about his concussion that he suffered possibly last week, you got to make sure he's in the lineup as well. So he's probably a guy just to avoid altogether. Next game, Chicago Bears three and one travel to Oakland. Actually, it's not in Oakland; it's in London. Uh, they play the Raiders. Consider the home team there. They're two and two. Again, another fantasy game. Not really huge on. Not a lot of great plays. Chase Daniel gets to start at quarterback for Chicago most likely with Trubisky hurt. Raiders offense has not been outstanding this year. I have to play a very good Bears defense, so not a lot of great matchups on paper. One guy I do like, though, is Allen Robinson with Chicago. has been very consistent this year. His double-digit fantasy points, three or four games, at least six receptions, three of those four games as well. And the Raiders allow the eighth most fantasy points to receivers, so I think he'll get a lot of targets from Daniel in this matchup and be a solid fantasy play. Logan, how about us sit in this one?
2: Yeah, in this game, I'm sitting Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is facing the top Bears defense. And what's surprising is Josh Jacobs only has three receptions this year. For PPR leagues, he's going to have to have receptions in this game to provide value. Because the Bears shut down the run defense like no other defense. And I expect the Bears to be all over Josh Jacobs in this game. And he won't be able to provide value because he can't get receptions out of the backfield. And I expect the Bears defense to shut down the Raiders in this one.
1: Yeah, I did not expect Jacobs to get that this view of work in the passing game because he he wasn't terrible in that area in college and he definitely has a propensity to catch the ball and shown that he can do it. So maybe they'll get him going at some point. But like you said, probably not a great matchup for him in this one. Next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two and two at the New Orleans Saints, three and one. Tampa Bay coming off that huge road win against Los Angeles. Uh this is a fantasy dream right here, this matchup. Two defenses that have been very leaky at times this year. A lot, a lot of fantasy points in their matchups. I think this is a great matchup for both teams. I'm going to load up on players from both teams if possible. One guy I like a lot, one guy I'm happy is trending upward finally is Jameis Winston. I took him in a lot of my leagues this year. I'm very happy he's putting that slow start behind him. He has top 30 fantasy points each of the past two games. Two straight 300-yard, three touchdown games. This offense, like I said, is finally coming together. They play the Saints, who are 24th against the pass allow the second-most fantasy points to QBs issue. So I think this is a great matchup for Winston and the entire Bucks offense. Anybody you're uh, looking to sit in this one, Logan?
2: I'm sitting one player on the Bucks offense just because of a uh, Ronald Jones' is back. So I'm going to be sitting... Payton Barber this week. Payton Barber last week only averaged 2.1 yards per carry. And now with Ronald Jones back, I expect Ronald Jones to take most of the carries from this offense. So Payton Barber make up with it through goal line touchdowns. This year he only has five receptions also, so he's not providing much value through the air. So he was heavily on the run game. The reason why he was a good flex appeal, and maybe in some leagues in the past weeks, was because Ronald Jones was out because he had 23 attempts against the Panthers, 13 against the Giants. But I expect that to be around eight carries this week against a tough Saints defense. But like you said, this is a dream fantasy matchup as we have two high-scoring teams going up against each other. And last week, the Tampa Bay game was over 90 points scored with the Rams. So this game could be another shootout like that one.
1: Next game, Minnesota Vikings 2-2 two and two travel to the suddenly resurgent New York Giants 2-2 two and two as well. Uh, pretty good fantasy matchup. Giants defense not very good, so that's good for the Vikings. Vikings defense isn't too bad, though, but Giants offense is playing better with the rookie Daniel Jones at QB. Two players I'm looking to start in this one, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. I know they've been unproductive most of the year as a combo. Usually one guy does well, the other guy doesn't do so well which is what happened last week. Diggs had a big game. Thielen did next to nothing, but Thielen was vocal after the game last week, kind of calling out the offensive play, calling, wants to be more involved, take more chances down the field. And I think this will help both the guys going forward. I think they'll be targeted heavily in this game. Giants allow the fifth most fantasy points to receivers, so I'm looking for these guys both to finally have a big game in week five. How about you, Logan? How about uh, some guys you're sitting in this matchup?
2: Yeah, Jeff. So I'm actually going to be sitting Stefan Diggs in this matchup, even though he has the potential for as a boomer guy. So there's been a lot of off field criticism going around in the Vikings locker room and off the field issues. So we got Thielen calling out Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins apologizing. Thielen doesn't show up to practice on er Diggs does not show up to practice on Wednesday. Leaves a lot of questions, but it was reported today that it was an illness. But then there's also a lot of trade rumors going around with Diggs, even though Minnesota last night said they wouldn't trade him. But I think Diggs is in a boomer bust situation, and I expect him to bust. And I think Cousins is going to target Thielen more often this game, and they're going to try to get it going through him this week.
1: All right, Jets 0 and three travel to Philadelphia 2 and two. Jets are a bit of a mess. Sam Darnold. We aren't sure if he's going to play yet. Could return this week. Philadelphia, coming off a big road victory last week, looked a lot better offensively. And one of those guys who looked better offensively was Alshon Jeffrey. I like him a lot this week. He's played a full game twice this year, and in both those games he scored touchdowns. So when he's on the field, he's getting it done. He's the top option in this passing game. A receiver, been targeted 16 times in those two games he's played. I think he'll get a lot of work in this one. New York allows the third most fantasy points to receivers, they're just 28th overall against the pass, so I look for Jeffrey to be a good low-end number two fantasy receiver in this matchup. How about a sit in this one, uh, Logan? Yeah,
2: in this game I'm sitting Robbie Anderson. Coming into this year, Robbie Anderson was a nice wide receiver three flex appeal in most leagues, but since the injury to Darnold, we don't know who's coming back a quarterback this week, but if they do start fall, then Robbie Anderson's in trouble because he the most receptions he has this year is four. He has ten receptions on the year and only 115 yards with no touchdowns. And mostly you can't be starting a guy that's only getting three or four receptions a game without any touchdowns. So I would be looking somewhere else this week to start in that wide receiver three slash flex spot.
1: All right, next game, big rivalry game, Baltimore Ravens two and two at Pittsburgh one and three. These teams usually. Have some great matchups in past years. But right now, Steelers are really kind of a mess, even though they finally won a game last week. Still a bit of a mess. Don't have that great offense like they've had in past years. So I think this looks good for the Ravens against a leaky Pittsburgh defense as well, even though they looked better again last week. But still, I think that was a little bit of a uh, out of the norm. I still don't trust that defense. I think the Ravens will put up a lot of points in this one. So I like a lot of their players in this matchup, including Mark Ingram. It's one guy I'm targeting. Ingram has just seven receptions all year, but he's still sixth overall in fantasy running back scoring in PPR League. So despite getting next to no work catching the ball, he's still producing big for fantasy teams, so he's a must start in my opinion, and I look for him to have maybe his third 100-yard game of the season this week against Steelers. They allow the fifth most fantasy points to running backs, 22nd overall against the run. I think the Ravens are going to produce some big numbers on the ground in this one, and Ingram is going to be a big benefactor. How about us sitting this one, Logan?
2: Yeah, in this game in this game I'm sitting Juju Smith Schuster. He is a top wide receiver, but what Baltimore does best, like you said, is they run the ball. Ravens ranked number one in time of possession, so Juju's gonna get less attempts on offense, resulting in less receptions. So in the last two weeks, Juju has only had six receptions for about hundred yards and a touchdown, which can give you a little bit of value because he's a big time player, but I'd be looking to actually trade Juju this week and try to get some value for him because with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, he's just targeting everyone and he's not targeting Juju enough alone.
1: Yeah, I like that call. maybe trying to trade Smith-Schuster before stock falls even farther. Next game on the slate is New England Patriots 4-0 travel to Washington, who's and 4 Looks like a really lopsided game on paper. From a fantasy perspective, for me, I'm starting any Patriot that I can get my hands on. I think there's a great matchup for them. But I'm going to give you a red skin I like this week. Chris Thompson, he has double-digit fantasy points every game. I think he's flying under the radar a little bit. He's catching the ball on a weekly basis, has at least four receptions every game. Like I said, I think the Patriots will be up big in this one. Washington will have to throw the ball a lot, so that means a lot of check downs to Thompson, who's been really the most consistent fantasy player when Kerry McLaurin hasn't been on the field. Uh, He's been their best player Besides Thompson. So I actually think that I like Thompson to do well in this matchup. And I would give him a shot as a flex play, especially if you're in a PPR format. How about a sit, Logan?
2: Yeah, in this game, I'm sitting any Washington quarterback. Right now, we don't know who's starting for Washington. at QB, as he grew hasn't announced who's starting. And tensions are rising fastly in Washington, as they have three possible QB options this week, depending on Case Keenum's injury status. And then with Colt McCoy the Sean Haskins so I'm sitting any Washington wide receiver this week as Washington is an absolute mess right now and something has to get figured out with that team before you, you can start any wide receiver besides the McLaurin on that team and Jay Gruden is could be in the hot seat after this week as he could possibly be fired within the next couple of weeks for that team
1: yeah it wouldn't be a surprise at all especially with the history uh the management there of letting go of coaches that don't produce for them on the field. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-2 against the Carolina Panthers, 2-2 as well. Looks like a pretty good game to watch. Not so sure from a fantasy perspective, though. Both these defenses are pretty stout, so not a lot of great fantasy plays in this one. But one guy I do like this week, Leonard Fournette, Uh, he finally had that big game last week, top 200 rushing yards. He's been pretty consistent all year, though, despite – not having that huge game until last week he has 80 plus total yards every game so he's getting a lot of touches a lot of work in that offense producing pretty well and I think he'll be the one to carry the load offensively this week against Carolina They're first against the pass so very tough to pass against but 24th against the run so I look for Jacksonville to attack that defense that way Logan who are you sitting in this one
2: yeah, in this game, I'm sitting D.J. Moore. So in the, D.J. Moore's first two games, he had 24 targets. But the last two games, he's only had seven targets. And that's basically it's – it's kind of hurt because they've had Kyle Allen as quarterback, even though he's getting wins and producing, but he's not targeting D.J. Moore enough. D.J. Moore relies heavily on uh, receptions because in the last two years combined, he only has three touchdowns total including two from last year, one from this year. So he's a PPR machine, but this year he's not getting as many looks in the PPR reception area as this is a battle of the backups because we have Minshew and Kyle Allen going against each other. And from fantasy aspect, I think it's going to be a low scoring game and it can go either way for the winner of this one. All
1: right. Atlanta one and three disappointing Atlanta team travels to Houston. who's two and two. Uh, This game looks okay for me from a fantasy perspective offensively. Neither defense is top-notch, so I could see some offenses having some success in this one. Uh, Devontae Freeman's one guy I like for Atlanta in this matchup. I know he's kind of fallen on hard times this year. He has fewer than 30 yards three or four games, fewer than 30 rushing yards three or four games. But uh, the one thing that's saving him is his work in the passing game. He has at least three receptions every game, a season-high eight catches last week for 72 yards, He's the best pass-catching back on this roster, so if they get down, they're going to throw the ball a lot, which I think could happen. And I think Freeman could still have very high fantasy value in this matchup, despite his poor rushing totals. He plays the Texans, like I said, pretty good defense, but not off the charts. They allow the eighth-most fantasy points to running backs, so I think Freeman could be a sneaky play in this one. How about a fit for you in this one, Logan?
2: Yeah, Jeff, I agree with you. Freeman is a great play this week. But for sitting, I'm going to be sitting Muhammad Sanu this week. So, Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley games kind of intertwined between each other. The first two weeks, Calvin Ridley had great games. Sanu had uh, below average games. But then the last two weeks, it's switched back and back. Sanu had the last two good games, and Ridley has had poor games. But I expect it to switch back this week as... Uh, I think Matt Ryan's going to be targeting Calvin Ridley a little bit more this week as the last couple games, he's only had three and four receptions. So I think they go back to Calvin Ridley this week through the air.
1: Yeah. You got to keep your receivers happy. So I wouldn't be surprised either if Ridley gets more work next game, Denver Broncos 0 and 4 at the Los Angeles chargers two and two Denver been a big disappointment to start the year. Los Angeles, maybe not living up to expectations off to just a two and two start. I know a lot of people had high hopes for them, this isn't a great fantasy matchup. Denver has a pretty good defense, actually. Their offense is just the issue right now. And Los Angeles' defense, although been sluggish at times, still pretty solid, and I think they could shut down this Denver offense. But for me, a start for me this week, Cortland Sutton. I kind of like him after last week catch, caught his first touchdown of the season, actually had two touchdowns in that game. it has been pretty consistent despite the matchups all year. Last year he played a good Jacksonville defense had six pass catches for 62 yards two scores He he's 15th overall in fantasy receiver scoring right now as well so that might surprise some people but he has 60 plus yards three four games so that's helped him with his overall numbers and the chargers like i said not a great matchup and neither was Jacksonville last week and sutton still produced so that's one guy i would look at to use from this denver team who are you sitting in this one uh logan
2: yeah, I'm actually sitting two Broncos this week. I'm sitting Emmanuel Sanders and Philip Lindsay. So I'm sitting Phil, Phil Lindsay because Royce Freeman played more snaps than Lindsay last week. So Lindsay got most of his work in week 3 without Royce Freeman with Royce Freeman injured. So now that Royce Freeman's back, his value drops tons as Royce Freeman is starting to kind of take control of the backfield. Broncos and you can see that and then Emmanuel Sanders he's going to be guarded being guarded by Casey Howard from the Chargers and I expect Casey Hayward to just completely dominate him in the through the air as the Chargers are a rush heavy team also so I expect them to take a lot of possession especially with Gordon being mixed back into it I think Gordon and Eckler can take up a lot of time through the ground giving less opportunities through the Broncos through the air
1: Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued to see how that works out this week with Gordon and Eckler back in the lineup. That should be something that fantasy owners will want to keep an eye on and see how that usage works with those two. Eckler's been an elite fantasy back, so I'm sure all their owners are not too happy with Gordon ending his holdout holdout and returning. So that'll be something definitely watching that game. Next game, Green Bay Packers 3-1 at the Dallas Cowboys 3-1. Looks like a great game to watch, great game on paper. Two very good teams going up against each other. Both teams have pretty good defenses. Packers' defense has been a lot better this year than past years. Cowboys' defense has been pretty good all year as well. So might not be as high scoring as you thought before the season started. One guy I do like a lot, I know I'm not, I'm not going out on a limb here, but Ezekiel Elliott from Dallas. He had a terrible, terrible rushing game last week. The only thing that saved him was a touchdown. But he had two straight 100-yard rushing games before last week. So last week was the first time he really fell on his face after having two Solid straight games, uh, two straight solid games, and now he plays Green Bay. They allow the third most fantasy points to running backs this year. I think Elliott's going to have his best game of the season in this matchup. Cowboys are going to rely on him heavy, and I think he's going to get a ton of work. How about some guys you're sitting in this one, uh, Logan? Who are you sitting?
2: Yeah, so, Jeff, in this matchup I'm sitting Jason Witten. So the Packers rank seventh in defending the tight end position, and Jason Witten relies solely on touchdowns, as if he doesn't get a touchdown, he won't provide value for you and your fantasy leagues wins currently owned about 70% of our RT sports leagues, but who else is owned about 70% is Jimmy Graham. And I expect him to get, uh, be the better tight end option this game, especially Devante Adams is out most likely going to be out this matchup with a turf toe. It's still questionable, but it's not looking good for him to play. So I think Packers will be throwing the ball more to, towards Graham to make up for Adams receptions. And then I would start, Jimmy Graham over Jason Witten this
1: week. Yeah, I definitely would do that too. I, do, I like your call with Graham. I do think he'll get more usage with Adams out of the lineup. Sunday night game. Colts 2 and 2 travel to Kansas City who's 4 and 0. Oh. Again, this is looks like a really good uh fantasy matchup. Two teams that can put up the points, don't have great defenses. Uh someone I'm going to target this week is Jacoby Brissett with Indianapolis. I think he's a little bit under the radar right now. But he's having a really fine fantasy season. 11th overall in fantasy QB scoring right now. So he's a low-end number one. Multiple touchdowns every game this year. Two, three-touchdown games. Plays the Chiefs this week. They allow the ninth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. 20th overall against the pass. I think the Colts will get down in this one, have to throw the ball off, and Brissette could have his biggest yardage game of the season. So from a fantasy perspective, I really like a lot of players on both sides of the ball in this matchup. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Anybody you want to sit in this one, Logan?
2: Yeah, in this game, I'm sitting Marlon Mack. Like you said, I agree this is going to be a high scoring game, and I expect the Chiefs to get out in front early, so the Colts are going to have to rely on the passing game, and that does not suit Marlon Mack well. Marlon Mack only has four receptions out of the backfield this year, and playing behind against especially in offensive of the Chiefs, they're going to have to put up points through the air, and Marlon Mack does just does not get targets through the air, and also, he's Little banged up as he did not practice this week, and he still lists as questionable for this week. And he relies on games where they're favored and they can run the ball heavy, as he averages about 20 carries per game. And this week does not have a good matchup for him.
1: All right, last game of the week, Monday night game, Cleveland Browns two and two against the San Francisco 49ers, surprisingly three and zero. Cleveland coming off a much better showing last week. Uh, travel to San Francisco, whose defense has been much better than anticipated. But I think this could be a high-scoring game with two pretty good offenses going against each other. So I like a lot of players on both sides of the, sides of the ball. One player I definitely like this week Jimmy Garoppolo. He hasn't been great this year, but I think he showed his potential of what he can do in Week 2 when he had 296 yards and three touchdowns. He's coming off a bye week to get ready for this big Monday night game. I think that really helps preparation for the entire 49ers offense. I think they'll be ready to go against this Cleveland team that allows 23 points per game. So I look to start Garoppolo in this one. Who are you sitting in this one, uh, Logan?
2: Yeah, in this game, I'm sitting Baker Mayfield. So, so far this year, Baker Mayfield has two more interceptions thrown than touchdowns. He has four touchdowns on the year and six interceptions, and with only a 59% completion rate. Most of this is due to a poor offensive line from Cleveland, as they allow a lot of pressure on Baker, and he has to throw some balls up. But I expect the 49ers defensive line to be able to get after Baker and force them into some errors and have some more turnovers to add to that list on this
1: all right, that's Logan Glasser. Thanks so much, Logan, for joining me on the podcast. Gave, it, gave everybody our starts and sits for week five of the fantasy season. Appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk with you on here. And that was
0: my interview with Logan Glasser of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Logan for doing a great job on the podcast and helping all of you get ready for week five of the fantasy football season. I want to wish everybody... Great luck in all their games this weekend, and thanks for listening to the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. This has been Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy.